Mahatma Gandhi said, the best way to find yourself is to lose yourself in the service of others. Did you know that today's leaders confront issues of diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging in public schools? Education requires truly expert leadership and education and leadership are connected. Welcome to our listeners in the North, South, East, and West. We are Educa K-16 podcast and YouTube channel, bringing distinguished guests in education. Today, as always, but today we have a super special guest who brings a wealth of knowledge, an entrepreneur, and an educator. Please, audience, listen with love and stay in the now with Educa K-16. Before we move forward, shout out to Jose Carlos behind the scenes from Vottles for our production, to detail music for that jingle you hear and you know it's a Duca K16 time, and to Arterezon for sponsoring our branding. Welcome to my co-host, distinguished co-host, Dr. Abdin Novoa Rios, who is the author of the two most recent books in the nation about Latinos in education in American history and critical issues we face in the 21st century. Dr. Novoa Rios, welcome. Thank you, Sandra. Great to be here once again. And this time with a very special guest and someone that I had the honor and pleasure to uh, interview several years ago for my two books when I was doing research in the field. And this is Marisa Rivera. And for those of you who do not know, she is the president of, of Empowerment Works, which is not national, but international in the area of leadership training, leadership development, and motivational uh, development in terms of creating speakers, creating experts, creating future leaders in this country and abroad. Uh, Marisa also was uh, the director nationally of NHLI, the National Hispana Leadership Institute, for more than half a decade in the Washington, D.C. area, which graduated over 650 Latinas at two different levels. Uh, and probably the most well-known and highly recognized program in leadership development two decades ago, a decade and a half ago, in the Washington, D.C. area, but also nationally with subchapters all over the country, and one that I had the pleasure of interviewing many of its graduates some years ago, and I wrote a bit about that program and its many uh, accolades and, 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 and significant accomplishments in, in my second book. And so um, Marisa, to me, is a forerunner of what's happening or should be happening today uh, in the area of education, in the area of leadership, because she has also had a number of positions in education, in higher education, parent education, and other levels, uh, which she'll be, be referring to a little bit later. But all of that to say, without any further ado on her accomplishments, that it's a real pleasure to have you. So thank you for being here. Well, and thank you for the invitation to both Abdina and Sandra. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be with all of you. 
If you just tuned in, we are Educa K-16 podcast and YouTube channel. Our focus today is on leadership development and education. We have a national expert, Marisa Rivera, president of Empowerment. She is an entrepreneur, owns her own company, and develops leaders across the world. To begin the dialogue, the question that comes to mind immediately is what on earth does educational leadership have to do with education? Or what does leadership, period, have to do with education? How does it fit in? I mean, these are two very different kinds of concepts, and the question is, and, and, and so what? What's the connect? And, and how is it that we don't talk about leadership very much in education and or vice versa? Help us, Marisa, understand that connection. Well, I, I will say that uh, leadership has everything to do with education because uh, education is a responsibility of everybody. Sometimes you think of, uh, you know, education is for the principals, the teacher, um, the superintendent, maybe the secretary of education, but really uh, leadership and education go hand in hand in order to do a good job because not only the educators need to be leading the way uh, as it faces, you know, your classroom, your school, your, your, your district, uh, your state, but it really is from macro to my, my, micro uh, levels. But when you think about leadership, you need the leadership, not only of the educators, the, the teachers, the superintendents, but you also need the leadership of the governors and the elected officials to actually put the funding that goes into education. You need the leadership of community members that are going to be fighting to perhaps open a new school and make sure that it happens and that it has all the qualities and qualifications that we need for our children to succeed. I think of when you think about education, you always think uh, it takes a village to raise a child. And I always say we need the village to educate a nation. So we need to be looking at, you know, what is education doing? Is preparing the future employers and employees of the future. So even the a private and nonprofit sector need to be in tune in what's happening with education. And that is all part of that leadership of knowing what is it that you need? How are we preparing? So we need to, to do leadership development of educators, counselors, superintendents. We also need the leadership of, um, of, of, um, uh, of our parents, which, you know, sometimes we forget that intricate part of how important it is, the leadership development of our own parents. And of course, one that I'm very familiar with is the leadership development of students, because academia is very good about providing you with the information and the knowledge, but then leadership development, you need to practice it. You need to be talking about what Sandra just uh, did the opening. You know, leadership is about service. How are you servicing others? How are we providing the opportunities for students to develop those leadership skills so they could be the productive members of society that we wanna see in the future? So both education and leadership go hand in hand. Excellent, excellent. So uh, if you just tuned in, we are with Marisa Rivera, who is an expert in leadership development and education across the nation and internationally. So let's dive a little bit deeper in why is leadership training so important? And can you really dive into the education of teachers? And really, I'm most interested in 
that of students? Or maybe you don't want to go there, but maybe tap a little bit into that. Uh, no, absolutely. Leadership development, both as, as educators, I would say it's not only the teachers, but educators as a whole, because I, I would think uh, counselors need the training, principals need the training, and, and especially when we have the disparity in our educational system. Because when you think about there's some uh, educational systems that are very well prepared, they have the tools, they have the funding, they have, a, but I serve a lot of, of school districts who 99% of the uh, school district is in, in uh, um, you know, they need to provide breakfast and lunch for the kids. Uh, uh, some, some of them are 30% that in the students are homeless. So when you think about the difference on, on, uh, on, on, on what's happening in, in different school districts, you need to be thinking, where is the leadership to make the changes that we need? So leadership development uh, starts with you. That's one thing that I always say, you know, sometimes we think of leadership as, you know, somebody huge and big, and I said, no, it starts with you. So assessing yourself and your leadership skills. What are the leadership skills that you have as a teacher, for example? Uh, how much do you know about social emotional learning? Uh, how much do you know about your, your students and the families and the struggles that they have before they come to your classroom? Uh, and sometimes we forget those. I mean, we're always talking about the test assessments and we're talking about the books and we're talking about, I said, but are we talking about the the individual and both the teachers the counselors the principals they need that leadership training to understand first their self-awareness uh am i a good leader and second how am i going to use my leadership and my influence to make the changes that we need to make all around uh you know leadership is about influence it's about bringing others along with you and if you're not capable of doing that you're going to be failing in anything that you want to create and life if there's anything constant is change and a lot of people are not very good about accepting change. So as a leader, one of the things that you need to do as a teacher, as a principal, as a counselor, is, is uh, knowing yourself, but also how am I going to persuade my students, my families, my community to move in, in one direction or another? Um, how, how, am I, how am I preparing myself? for change. And I will say with the pandemic this year, my goodness, talking about change, everything changed for the teachers, for the principal, for the schools. You know, the schools are there to educate, but all of a the sudden they switch and they had to turn into social services uh, areas because they had to step in and provide, you know, the food pantries. They needed to provide the vaccination places. They needed to uh, not develop the online learning. They need to do so many things things uh, that actually highlighted the, the big gaps in education. So to me, this year was certainly a year for great reflection and how we're going to use the knowledge of what happened during this year in education. Uh, one, because we saw the gaps in education. We saw the gaps in economic gaps uh, between school districts. Uh, we also saw the gaps in technology. Because, yeah, we can go online. Yeah, what about if your 
Families don't have internet connection. How are you going to do this online business? Oh, we need computers. Well, who has computers? And, you know, I have five kids. And then do I have five computers? No, I don't. Um, so who's going to be taking care of the children at, at home when the two parents are? So there were a lot of things that really highlighted the big gap in education. And in order to fix all of those gaps, we need leadership. And that's how we prepare. And as far as uh, leadership for students, oh my goodness, that's dear to my heart uh, because students need to realize how powerful they can be. They also need to realize to use the privilege of being in a leadership position uh, to do the changes that they want. Because as a student, you have a lot of power to do the changes. And I was thinking as I was preparing for this conversation about my beloved Puerto Rico, I, my Elementary school was La Piedad in Isla Verde. And I remember that school was just starting. So every year they will add a new a new grade. So I think uh, I started on, I don't know, fifth grade, sixth grade. Uh, so every year there was a new grade. So it was brand, brand new school. And the principal, uh, I will go to her. And uh, I was still, you know, maybe I was uh, in ninth grade or even eighth grade. I don't know when I started it. But I remember saying, hey, Dr. Sheila, there's uh, um, this school doesn't have a cheerleading group. And she says, yeah, I know. And I said, well, all the other schools have cheerleaders. And she says, well, go ahead and create it. And I remember saying, me, me, I'm going to create the Okay. So I did. I went ahead. So the following month, I realized that other schools will have forensics and, and debating teams. And I will go back to the principal. And I said, you know what, uh, Dr. Sheila, we, we don't have uh, a debating team in the school. And she says, I know. And I said, well, we need to create one. And I said, go ahead and create it. And I remember, me? And I said, by the time I left that school, I was, I had created about 20 different clubs, associations, whatever it was. But that really trained me on my own leadership skills. Because if you want to create change, you need to be that change. And you need to be saying, what am I doing about that? Because in life, we have two choices. We can either be part of the solution or be part of the problem. And if you're not part of the solution, you're definitely part of the problem. So every time I think, okay, if I don't like something, what am I doing, personally doing, to create that change? So for students, they need to realize that their leadership is essential for their school, for their community. Getting them involved in community service is also essential. Uh, getting the parents involved with the students and, and knowing that this is your community. And as schools take on the services, uh, just yesterday I was talking with a uh, school district in New Mexico and they have community schools. So now they're bringing a lot of the community services from dentists to mental health to all of those services into the school. So creating really a sense of community. You need that leadership, both as, as a community, as educators, as students, and as part of the community and the state as a whole. I, 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 yeah, uh, I, I love what you're saying. Uh, it, one of the uh, areas that I keep hearing about is I'm not a leader. I'm just a citizen, I'm just a factory worker, I'm just a parent, and so forth. So the question is, well, 
is, is leadership with the big L or the little L? At, at what point is leadership, the traditional leadership versus everyday leadership? And the other area, and that I know you represent this, and I was asking myself years ago when I heard about your, you know, your, your new uh, corporate venture, is empowerment. And somehow, leadership and empowerment don't always go together. In fact, sometimes I see leadership as the rudder against empowerment, uh, autocratic leadership, for example, uh, as opposed to other varieties of leadership. So mm -hmm. help us navigate those two areas because that can get to be confusing when we talk about leadership. Uh, yes, uh, I will say, you know, when you think about what is empowerment, because I say, I don't tell people what to do. I help them analyze what are their strengths? What are the things that they can make to create the change of a life they want to live, whichever way they want to make it? So it's almost, uh, as I started the conversation today, leadership is about you. You need to decide, can I create that change? And what strengths can I bring into my leadership and my daily life to create that change? Uh, you know, during the pandemic, I'll give you a quick example because I was just doing it because I wanted to do something about it. Uh, but I walk on the beach and that was the only thing when they shut down everything. And I said, oh, my God, I'm going to go insane in here. And I said, well, no, I said, OK, now it's time to go to the beach every day for that walk and, and just get some fresh air. But it, it was disturbing to me how much plastic and garbage the, the ocean will be bringing every day. And I have seen the effects of, of the turtles here in, in Florida where they, they're creating, you know, these tumors that they show up with and it's all the dirt and the garbage that's thrown into the ocean. And I say, I can't have a peaceful walk without collecting this trash. So every day I, I get a bag and I on my walk, I'm collecting all the plastic. And I was thinking to myself and I said, well, you know, that's only me and that's only one bag a day. And I said, well, out of 360 days out of the year, if I walk 300 of them, it's 300 bags of garbage that are away from the ocean. But what I wasn't expecting is that people walking behind me or in front of me will see what I was doing, that I was not collecting shells. I was collecting garbage, specifically plastic, because our fish, I said, and I love eating fish. And I said, but how can I eat the fish that are eating the plastic that's on, on the water? So now I see people bringing their own bags and collecting garbage or saying, thank you. And I said, I have an extra bag. Would you care to collect as you walk? And I said, so a, a simple idea of saying, I can do something about this. And I've created a movement now. You see people collecting garbage in there. So all of us, it's not about being little or small. All of us can create the change that we want in our lives, but it starts with you. What are you doing about it? How are you inspiring other people to be part of that change that you want? And the empowerment piece is about shifting from always solving, solving a problem to vision creating. Because many times when we face a problem, we're always, how are we going to solve it? How are we going to solve it? And I always say, pause. You know, this is an opportunity for you to get in the balcony. That's really a metaphor from two professors at Harvard that uh, wrote the book, uh, Leadership on the Line, staying alive during leadership because leadership could, could bring a lot of uh, 
uh, sweat and and uh, and uh, trouble and fear and all of those things because if you're creating change, you will be facing some of those things. But one of the things they talk about is getting into the balcony, and and what they meant by that is that when you are creating this change, you need time to pull yourself out. And they talk about getting into the balcony in a dance floor. And they talk about, okay, if you're in the dance floor, you're you're looking at your partner, you're looking perhaps at the couple in, in both sides. But if you pull yourself into the balcony, you actually see much more. You see the people that are not dancing at all. You see the good dancers. You see the ones that don't dance very well. You see the ones that want to dance but are not. You know, you see the whole spectrum. So in leadership and in empowerment, you need to pull yourself out to have that time of reflection, to see a decision that I make today can affect a lot of lives. When I think of presidents of countries, you know, uh, a decision that they make, it's going to affect millions of people or perhaps uh, globally. What are the actions that we're making and how is that going to affect other people's lives? And Sandra, you, you started with uh, servant leadership. You know, leadership is about service. If you're in leadership because you want a position, you want a title, you want the salary, okay, well, you're in there, but you're not going to be the most effective, powerful leader. You know, leadership should be about owning the privilege of serving others. And if you can do that, change will come. And part of that empowerment for not only the small or the big leaders, it's about owning that power and saying, I have, I might have the title and the position and the salary, but what am I doing with that? Because some people out of fear, they get the position and they don't do a thing. And I said, why, why did you even accept that position then? You know, this is your opportunity to use your knowledge, your strength, maybe your bank account, whatever it is that you possess, put it into the service of others powerful powerful conversation with marisa rivera wow i love how you speak you had me engage the audience you heard it directly from marisa rivera own your power and you don't have to have a title of supervisor or anything we're all leaders in the making every day because you heard her say your power People are watching you. People are watching what you do. Her picking up trash at the beach impacted other people behind her and it started a movement. We are Aduga K-16. We are a call to action to raise awareness about education in our nation. And today you heard about education development. Be the change you want to see in the world. Leadership is about observing, reflecting, being the witness of it all and knowing that our actions affect those around us. Dr. Navoa has written the latest books on Latinos in education. If you haven't bought them, please go out. You can, uh, he quotes Marisa Rivera and many others in his books. Uh, the latest one is Critical Issues of Latinos in Education in 21st Century America, Where Are We? And he has a special section on leadership and uh, I won't go and tell you more because we're going to continue to distill the information here. But Dr. Novoa, closing remarks Tough for to our follow audience. follow Marisa. Uh, it's interesting. I developed an, an entire chapter in that area talking about Latinos and education. And if you're 
quizzing ness about asking, what, what do you mean by that? Latinos in education, and you have a whole chapter about leadership. Well, take a look at the book. Uh, but a lot of what Marisa is talking about is precisely the kinds of things that I was reflecting on. And of course, she's the expert, I'm not. I, I quote people like her in that area. But it's interesting, we, we heard about leadership, not only at the personal level, but at the larger societal level. We heard leadership in terms of personal development. We heard leadership in terms of everyday work that we do. We heard leadership in terms of empowerment. And then we heard about different kinds of leadership and that's just the tip of the iceberg. So to me, those issues, Marisa, are very well raised and issues that we must be totally aware of every single day and not just those that are in leadership positions, but every single one of us. So thank you for that. We invite you to listen weekly and listen with love. Look with love at those around you. Go and listen to the podcast that you've missed in Spotify or Anchor or visit Educa K16 YouTube channel to put faces to names. Stay tuned next week as we continue the conversation on education. Thank you so much you. to you both. Thank you, audience, for listening. Thanks.